So when we think of hospitality, well, I just want to remind us that God is the author of hospitality. And uh, we just go to scripture and they're just loaded with hospitality. And some of them I thought about, just kind of cursory thought about. And then I went back and read them and some are just truly amazing. And one of them was when the Lord and came to visit Abraham. And uh, let's see, he may have been called Abram then. No, he was already Abraham. But I want to just share this with you because uh, the Lord appeared to Abraham and then uh, and he sat in the tent door in front of the heat in the heat of the day. Anyway, he looked, lifted up his eyes and looked, and three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them. Listen to some of the qualities that describe a very hospitable person. He ran to meet them. Uh, and then he said to these three, uh, he bowed toward the ground. And he said, My Lord, if I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched. And wash your feet and rest yourself under the tree. Come in and rest. Let me get you some water. I can remember when uh, the Lord seemed to speak to me, and it was from experience as I had had going to someone's house, and just them, they're bringing some water to me or a little something to drink, a little snack. And I thought, that's a very good practice. And uh, so we have it here. He says, oh, sit here, rest. And then what he said, rest, rest here under this tree, and I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort your hearts. After that, you shall pass on. Therefore, are you come to your servant? And they, they did. And so listen to this. So Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran into the herd and fetched a calf tender and good and gave it to a young man. And he, he hastened to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them and he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. And so you think, how in the world did he get all that done? And uh, maybe he's like my friend Luda. I went to her home the other night. She's a very wonderful hostess. And she called me and said, will you come over an hour early and help me? And I was like, well, sure, sure. And so when I got there, she said, I said, do you want me to just do anything I see doing and to be done? And she said, no, I have some specifics I would like for you to do. <laughs> and then she said, will you set the table? And I said, well, yes. Now, I'm the kind of person, believe it or not, I, I read somewhere, and you get all these tips on hospitality. To one thing you can do is set your table first, and that makes you feel a little bit better. So I'm having Carrie over for her birthday today. 
and her family, and I've got the table set. Of course, I stayed up very late last night to do it. Uh, uh, and, and so, anyway, she said, I'd like you to set the table. And then, I couldn't believe it. She said, would you cut up these peaches because I am about to make a peach pie. Hey, all the women know you don't just about to make a big pot <laughs> and you're having company and they're going to be there in less than an hour and so I cut up the peaches and she started the pie and put it and then uh, she said well Tammy that's Tammy and Terry y'all know the Kemp's is bringing a salad so Tammy was bringing a salad and then Luda proceeded to prepare the salmon she got it all ready, and, and she said, I like to do this so it'll come out hot. Oh, okay, and so uh, she, uh, she put, uh, so anyway, the guests came, and then she said, well, before we eat, we're going to go play croquet. <laughs> so there were, uh, this friend of hers had set up the croquet set, and then, uh, the little kids were out there playing with it, some neighborhood kids, and she said, oh, we'll just include them in the game. And so we all got together and we played the croquet, and oh, right before we went out there, she put the pie in the oven, and, and the salmon. And she, uh, so when we came in the house, mmm, it smells so good. There was a whole bunch of cinnamon on this pie and it you know we got to smell that as we came in and then we we ate and uh, so uh, people were telling you know how much they appreciated it and uh, she's well now we're gonna play a Labor Day game and so we played a game as we sat there and about like who was the president when Labor Day was instituted does anybody know <laughs> and what was the first state? It was a multiple choice, but it was Grover, Grover Cleveland. <laughs> but anyway, and then she gave a door prize of some strawberries, a basket of strawberries. Uh, and we were like, oh, thank you so much. And she said, I really appreciate y'all saying that because she said, you know, sometimes when I was making this meal, I just thought, why am I doing this? <laughs> and so... I was telling that to a friend yesterday that I was with, and she said, yes, we all feel that way. You know, we feel like, why am I doing this? It's so much work. That reminds me of Bernie Arnold, because my husband Doug and I once moved into the Minnie Pearl house, and uh, I remember I, that was going to be new for us. We just weren't used to having, no, we didn't know what to expect, and so... They gave me three pieces of advice. Buddy said, always be yourself. And that makes me think, too, of this get-together Luda had and the kind I might have. We all have our own way of entertaining. Some of us do need to prepare ahead of time. I mean, mine would be disastrous if I waited to the last minute. Uh, and then some of us, I mean, then, you know, some of us can do it spur of the moment, but we all have our own way. But anyway, Bernie, Buddy said, be yourself. And 
And Bernie, and anybody that knows Bernie, you can just hear her saying it. She's, it's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> and uh, then Buddy said, but you'll never know how much good you're going to do with just a cup of water and, or a cup of coffee. And so that has been a very real thing to me. Uh, so, can I just add one thing? Yes, to, dear. Uh, you know, I know that like it's kind of preaching to the choir to talk to people who at your age have done this a whole lot. Um, but I also just wanted to let you all know, like, we've been with the young Marys uh, over the past year at Otter Creek. They're hungry for this. Like, they are really mm. the loneliest people. Mm. Um, even, even just the whole <coughs> epidemic of loneliness is starting younger and younger and anxiety and depression. And, and my um, thought is that so much of this can be helped with that cup of water. Mm -hmm. And just all of, you know, just it's, it's to me, it's, it is about the meal and how much can happen over a, a plate of food. But if that is not your, you know, chosen form of giftedness, there's just so many other ways. And I, you do not know how many people need that, that are in this building right now. Mm -hmm. um, there was a girl that, it, one, in one class I was in a couple of years ago, um, the question was asked, like, who is a woman, it was a woman's class, who's a woman who's meant something to you personally at this church and why? And I remember one person said, um, Chris Bortel because she knows my name. Oh. And I just thought, you know, that, like, we forget how much stuff like that can really impact someone in a deep way. Um, and so I, I just, and she said, and she uses my name. Um, and so I just wanted to kind of reiterate the stuff that she's sharing is important, but if you guys are at, past that, I hope that you still feel and hear like it's the heart of the hospitality. I just was so blessed by um, my relationship with Marge Keedy, and I got to spend some, I got to visit her in just the days before she passed, and I remember seeing her beautiful fingernails, and I don't know why, um, I remember her hands, but I do. And I thought, well, that is just the prettiest I've ever seen her hands look. And I just thought, you know, she said something like, well, I just haven't been doing a whole lot lately, you know? And that's, um, and that was, that's the, the, the hard work of hospitality and the care for others is sometimes not that pretty. Um, you know, it, it'll make your hands look worked and, and um, weathered. But anyway, just want to pass that's on. That's a very good point, Carrie. Mm -hmm. Yes, that Marge, you know, when Carrie got married, Marge and Rennell and the people that were here, they put out the biggest spread for, well, particularly Elizabeth. I remember Marge had this salmon that was like this and it was covered with sour cream and dill and it was just... Those experiences are and just... can I add one more thing yes, to that? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry! <laughs> We're never going to be done. Yeah. Um, I wanted to just say that, like, my relationship with Marge Keedy and Pat Ward, and I tell people this not to minimize their impact on me, but to just help people feel empowered by their ability to make an impact in others' lives. We were not that close. I was not that close with Marge. I I've not been super close with Pat, but they have made a tremendous impact on my life and I, again I, that is not to say that I don't love Pat Ward like deeply 
but it does not mean we have to be to know everything about somebody to make an impact on them. So I just wanted to say that to all y'all who may feel like, I don't even know these young people and who are they coming, you know, they haven't even been here that long. Like in this room, there's a lot of what they need. Anyway, back to you, yes. Mom. Okay. <laughs> and another thing. And I wasn't planning on taking the whole time, but I was gonna say a few words. And I, there are other examples, I mean, like that, and but I, we want to go to the personal examples, but I was going to tell you, listen to this one, Abigail. So David was very angry because Nabal, I think it is, Nabal, Nabal, uh, would not let his men come into his area. And uh, David was so angry about this. And uh, so... His wife found out about it. And then Abigail made haste and took, <clears throat> look what she did. She took 200 loaves, two bottles of wine, five sheep already dressed, five measures of parched corn, a hundred clusters of raisins, 200 cakes of figs, and laid them on asses. And she said unto her servants, Go before me, and I'll come after you. But she didn't tell Nabal. He was considered a churlish man. A churlish man. And they define this in this Bible as surly. Both of those are words we don't use much. And so anyway, you know, she came down, and she bowed before him and fell at his feet. And, you know, she was just a beautiful example of hospitality, and she just said, you know, take my life instead of my husband, and, and uh, so it, it wound up that he died actually of a heart attack, and so he didn't get killed, nobody got killed because of her peacemaking ability. And then Jesus, I'll give you one example of Jesus. Uh, this man, Jesus went to his house for dinner, and you know, they, Jesus was so hospitable, and he even told Zacchaeus, hey, come down from that tree. I'm going to your house. We're going to get together. And so, uh, but anyway, this man, this woman came in, and uh, she was a sinner. They said a sinner. She was a, probably a prostitute or something. She came into the house, and the, the ruler, the, the host, Simon, said, Oh my goodness, he's a, he's a gluttonous man and he eats with publicans and sinners. And uh, said Jesus went in to sit down to eat this meal. And this woman, who was a sinner, brought an alabaster box of ointment. And she, she stood at his feet behind him weeping and washing her, his feet with her tears, wiped them with her hair. And so Jesus, after Simon said, I can't believe this is happening, Jesus said, he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thy house, and they gave me, thou gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gave me no kiss, but this woman since the time I came in has not ceased to kiss my feet. My Head with oil thou did not anoint, but this woman has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I say unto you, her sins which are many are forgiven. She loved much, but whom little is forgiven, the same loveth much. 
course, that's our motive for hospitality, is like Josh said today. We've been forgiven. We, we know love. We know what it's about. And so that's why we give. And uh, a, a little about, so when I was growing up, my parents never had anyone in their home. I was, I remember, except one time, and uh, somebody worked with my dad, and my dad was so anxious, and my mother was so anxious, and he had a checklist and make sure everything was just exactly right, and so it was just very tense. And probably afterwards, he probably got on to her for this or that, you know. And uh, so when Doug and I got married, we moved to Durham, North Carolina, and he said the very first day we got there, he said, oh, I've asked the church to come to our house tonight <laughs> for ice cream, for homemade ice cream. And I'm like, what? And so we ran, ran to the store. I, my grandmother gave me an ice cream freezer. It was a small church, but that was probably 20 or 25 people. And so that was the best ice cream ever, though, because we, we didn't know anything about making ice cream, but we used pure cream for the whole thing. <laughs> and usually you use half and half or something. And so, but we had a wonderful experience in that town. We played croquet, all of us played croquet, by you know holding umbrellas, it was raining, and and we uh, we go to somebody's house all the time, and uh, we would have campfires, and we everybody bring a can of something and put it in there and make soup, and uh, I actually came forward after one of those times because we were dancing around the campfire. <laughs> do the Mexican hat rock. <laughs> and I just didn't believe it was right to have so much fun. <laughs> and the lady who was hosting said, I should have gone up there with you. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I learned a lot of things from that experience. Uh, I remember what, we would eat in people's bedrooms. Their houses were so small. But it didn't matter, you know? And... Uh, we had eaten at one lady's house. She was a preacher's wife one year, and she it was Thanksgiving, and she had the nerve to serve dressing with just light bread. And we, that was, no, no, we got to have cornbread dressing. <laughs> and so the next year we ate at Miss Tiny's, and we had uh, so many, it was just packed in the bedroom <coughs> eating. And... Uh, Sandy and Jerry Collins had a wonderful time called 1530. That meant you go to their house, you stay 15 or 30 minutes. It was really sweet, wonderful. They had to move away, and the next couple that moved in, he had, she had a sign that says, no smoking, please. And we thought that was terrible because, you know, we were in Tobacco Town, Durham. And so, you know, now we don't think anything about it, but to say no smoking at Durham, North Carolina, you just don't do that. And uh, so you have lots of amazing experiences. Uh, and uh, I liked this because it's, I looked up the dictionary, what is hospitality? I was so surprised at the simplicity of the, of the definition. It just said hospitality is offering 
a pleasant and sustaining environment, a generous and cordial welcome, as is given to generous and cordial reception of guests. And I do want to pay tribute to Otter Creek. I think we have grown so large and things are different. We do remember the potlucks we had and all the fried chicken. But I think our church is doing a great job. And I think every, because, you know, it's just trying to welcome people. And they, you know, you walk in and now they have that sign. Are you new to Otter Creek? We're trying to make people feel welcome. And like Carrie said, you know, even if you just talk to somebody and know their name <coughs> and visit with them, that's hospitality. All the people that are serving uh, at the ladies' luncheons, oh my goodness, you know, they work so hard to make it look pretty and decorate. That's hospitality. And my dear Taze right here, one day I was walking out of the church and she said, hey, what are you doing right now? And I said, well, I'm going to go see my son. And uh, she said, how about going with me over to the bagel store and have a bagel? And I was like, I'll do that. And it was just rich, just really rich. And I really am grateful. And uh, so I uh, am going to turn this over. I just, uh, I, I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful. It's not easy to try to make hospitable times for a big church like this. But we can all do our parts. And thank you, Paulette, for all you do, these wonderful luncheons. And, it's the it's a, it's a, a, the whole group. You're right, though. Your whole group. Yeah, and is... I was going to say, our very first Sunday that we came to Otter Creek, I remember we walked in the back door, and you were at the back door, and you said, "I don't know you, but I would like to." Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what? well, you know, our greeters. Yeah. How amazing y'all are! There are not many places that are greeted at the front door with, and a lot of newcomers have signed up for that, and that's awesome. So, Carrie, what can you share a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> I, I made some oh, I want to tell you. Okay, I'm sorry. I want to tell you something about Carrie. <laughs> so, last Sunday, I stopped in at the. Uh, uh, I don't know where store. this is going. <laughs> it goes in a lot of different directions. I stopped in the grocery store. Well, Carrie's unbelievable in hospitality. I'll just tell you that. She's had so many little get togethers. And one, one time, she's like, she just invited the African-Americans that were in the church because she, this is African-American week and I want to celebrate with y'all. But anyway, just and a Sorry. hymn sing. <laughs> but anyway, so when I was at the uh, grocery store to pick up something, I, somebody came over and I said, well, Carrie! And I said, what are you doing here? And she's, what, she was buying a watermelon and I said, she said, I'm having company. I said, well, uh, what about you know the food? She's, Oh, I've already got the subs in the car. So she's buying sub sandwiches at Subway. And that was good. That was okay. You know, just whatever works for you. The bar has gone way down from when you guys were, you know, 20, 25, 30. It really has. I'm not, you know, I remember there was a very Southern lady who I respect um, who, who once said, I heard her say, 
well, you never have people over if you're not going to have sweet tea. And I just thought, oh, well. <laughs> but I think really now there, there used to be kind of quite a checklist, I think, for a lot of people. And now it's, it's really low. Um, people are really excited that you invited them at all. So um, I, I, yeah. Could I share in, Please. The, in the spirit of the first time? Yeah. Uh, my first time to visit <clears throat> Otter Creek was back in the day when there were evening services. <laughs> and it was a cold oh, wow. February night, 1992. And you were out of town, Dan, but your husband, Doug, was not. And uh, he, he was the first Otter Creeker to have me over to their home. Literally the first Sunday night I was there. And so we go in. He said, well, my wife's out and my kids are out. He said, and I'm not sure what we're going to eat. I suspect, <laughs> I suspect my wife's diet is very different than yours. <laughs> we went into your refrigerator. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we, we had cold beans, vegetables, and a bunch of uh, raw fruit and vegetables. <laughs> it, was, it was the healthiest after-church dinner. <laughs> and Doug does not do kitchen. He did not do kitchen. He, so but something about nice. growing up under that—that's that's been quite. There was quite, no sweet tea, though. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's quite liberating for me. And you know, my husband grew up very differently. They, the only vegetables they had ever were green beans from a can, and that was like really a, a great day in the year. Um, and so. Um, I, he always, he, it, when getting married, I used to think, well, how am I supposed to cook? Because, you know, she's, I've probably seen, she cooks meat once a year and that's Thanksgiving, you know, so it's kind of, it's just a different sort of thing that I, that when we were getting married, it was kind of trying to decide who we were going to be as a couple. Um, and he said, you know, we would, I would think, do I make this big meal? And he said, your mom doesn't care once, you know, like if, if it suits, as long as someone can, can be fed she's not trying to cater it towards she she cooks what she's comfortable with and we live in america if someone's still hungry they go to mcdonald's afterwards you know? <laughs> so so it is not and and that was kind of a funny silly thing but it was a good reminder that like you know it, it's you could take the pressure off a little bit from from needing to create a certain sort of culinary experience to make your guests happy because that's really not what makes them um, feel warm and welcomed so and I'll just say a word for Lance he's amazing because he has the dishes done before the I mean as soon as the meal's over he serves along with Carrie so all you husbands know that's a good thing <laughs> anything else you want to say um, uh, well, I had some other notes, but uh, they all do. seem... Well, the only other thing, I, there's a, a, a quote that I really like. Um, it actually was, uh, I think, the first, one of the first French uh, encyclopedias. There was a guy, I'm not a French speaker, so I'm going to butcher his name, Louis, Louis Chevalier de Jacor. So this definition of hospitality is from the 1700s. Um, he said... The virtual, this is how you define hospitality. The virtue of a great soul that cares for the whole universe through the ties of humanity. 
And I really like that because it kind of extends it past, you know, just breaking bread together, which I think is incredibly important, but it's also the thing you can do at the grocery store aisle and all that kind of stuff. And um, many of you may be on Encouragement Ministries kind of um, uh, mailer list. There's a couple of years ago that I got a postcard. Um, come, it was coming into the Christmas time and it was ways that you can kind of impact your community. And one was um, buy, ask the cashier what her favorite candy is and then buy it and hand it to her or him. And I did that, um, and I thought, oh, I never would have thought of that before. So I, you know, asked him payday or something. So I bought a payday, and I said, here, you know, Merry Christmas. And that person became my friend. You know, it was really amazing how that relationship began with just some little way to connect. Um, and so many people are looking for that. And I was so grateful just for that, you know, very specific example of something that all of us could really do for you know dollar fifty and um, a way to kind of have some sort of entry point to relationship with somebody else. You know, so. Josh says said something a couple of weeks ago. I think it was him. He says friends are a gift from God. Yeah. And I thought I had to remember that. Yeah. And, and he also said thing. I think last week a quote that I really love is um, we are looking for people looking for us. And I love that too, because we all kind of like want oh, to be seen. And I just think, you know, there's Rahab uh, in, the, in the Bible said, behold the God who sees me. Like there's just, that's what's going on with all of these um, people who are just desperate to find a connection. Like just someone who kind of can see me and not look past me. So to me, that's hospitality. It's just the ability to kind of connect with somebody in a moment and, you know, if you can share a meal, I think that's just a longer opportunity to sit with someone and, and share that experience. I think a lot of people, young people do come here to Otter Creek and they expect, they're expecting something and it doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, they're wanting a place. They feel at home and then it just doesn't quite come together. So I think it's just, they leave. And so we need to really reach out and... Uh, do, yes, I was going to invite you all to say something about some of your experiences in hospitality over the years. And I don't know how long we have. How long? You'll tell us. And we have. We still have about eight, seven minutes. Okay. Connie, um, my mother loved to cook, and she loved to cook for big pe for a great number of people. And even though our kitchen was really small, we all fit. And but I had to learn for myself that I'm not a good cook. I, I'm not a creative cook. It's not my gift, even though it was my mother's gift. Mm -hmm. So I had to be okay. And I remember apologizing sometimes, going, "I know this isn't much. I don't really do this very well." But God can use our little efforts. Yes, He can. Mm -hmm. He can. I remember a lady saying that. She went, one of her favorite meals was a boiled egg. And I'm like, boy, you can't get more. <laughs> and we had these things that influenced I remember going to somebody's house and she had a sign that said, my house is clean enough to be healthy and dirty enough to be comfortable. I'm like, I like that. <laughs> what were you going to say? Like, yes. Okay. This may not be the way it really happened. Okay. <laughs> but 
and it's the way I remember it, okay? <laughs> when I was in college with Nan, and I was invited to her room one day when we lived in the dorm together, and you have to be careful. She offered, I think this is the way it went. She'd just gotten a box from somebody of chocolate-covered ants to share. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Doug was right. <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> but, but it's... I, I don't know. That's here. I've been in uh, at Otter Creek for about six years and in Nashville for about six years and I have not, I don't know anybody well enough to just knock on their door without mm -hmm. calling to stay for a second time. There's something about Nan that made me feel like I could. Mm -hmm. So in the spring my husband and I just did because we don't live far. and. Um, we stopped over, not expecting to go into her house. We just wanted to give her a hug outside her house. And she invited us in, and she was prepared for hospitality. And it was just a special hour for us. Um, she had things ready. And I remember being a young, like a 20-year-old, 21-year-old in ladies' classes, where older folks said, have this ready. Have something in your fridge. Have something in your freezer. You never know. Somebody's going to stop over. And I was like, that, she did that. She had that. It was ready and tasty, and we were so welcomed. Well, so, I, you know, I don't remember these things. <laughs> but I do want to tell you about her husband. He saw me coming in, and he said, what would Doug have done for you this Valentine's? Oh. And I'm like, well, he would have sent me some flowers. And so that's what happened. That oh, Valentine's Day, oh, the two of them came knocking on my door with a vase with flowers in it. Oh, I mean, you know, that was beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. yes. I just wanted to say this is something my wife, Joan, taught me, is showing hospitality through conversation. And by that, I mean, I would see her in a room or environment, whatever, and engage people in conversation to show a genuine interest in their lives. That's right. And usually it was asking them about their children, not always, but it, it just showed me that, you know, food is a wonderful way of showing hospitality, but just conversation and genuinely caring enough to ask someone about their life, what's going on with you, tell me about your children, and just that. Is, is, uh, is a very simple way of showing that. That's so true. And you know, we all know and love Dale Wiltshire. And I saw her today, and she was talking to a young mom about her child. Mm -hmm. And that's Dale. Mm -hmm. She's, and you know, it's, it's just a blessing. I saw Vanessa. Somebody else is going to say something. Vanessa. Gonna, uh, uh, she was talking about having something in uh, Myra Griffith, uh, a dear friend of ours. She lived in my young life and say to us, um, always have something in there because you never know. My husband brings home people just, I never know when they come. She had four children. Oh, Fred. Said, that was her um, um, remarks for the 20 year old. Then when we moved to North Carolina, um, one lady just said, well, come on over. She had a pack of kids too. And we were 20 and Kim was maybe three months old. And a Sunday night, she let us 
uh, bring this over. And she says, this is what I do on Sunday night. It was hot dogs and popcorn. And it was conversation and we played games. It was fun. Like Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. Very welcome friend and I did. And we, we thought, what a great way to show hospitality. Simply, and it was mostly the conversation. Which, which we love. And no, I, just hot dogs and popcorn. I know, hot dogs. I want y'all to know something that your kids wish you knew about your grandkids. Is they know you don't know what to do with them. Like when they come to your house and you think, how do I? Because I've heard mom say, my, my mom just turns on the TV or my kids just sit at the, and sit in the, on their phone. And, you, you know, you're not in control of that. But what you can do is make the online world less compelling for them by creating things that they can do at your house that will capture their attention. You can't make them do it, but you know, mom always has like mu musical instruments on the table, and these things rotate. Musical instruments on the table, or a pile of just unmade crafts, or you know, just something else, some toys for a younger kid. She had um, notebooks, which with each grandchild's name, that they would just come over and she'd say, write a little note or write a poem or draw a picture. And every time they come over, they just pick up their book and draw a little something and put it back. So again, I, your kids want you to know that. They want you to be able to engage with them. They know you don't know how. Um, but, uh, and again, I'm saying this because I've heard uh, younger people say it. So if you, if you just had something there that they could maybe be interested in, in your, in your presence, I know your kids would enjoy that, too. You so. might have to sweep up a lot of glitter. That's right. <laughs> don't, don't put the glitter out. Yeah. And Doug is like, we are never going to have confetti anymore. <laughs> Uh, were you going to say something? No. Oh, uh, what were you going to say? The last this one, Mom. Um, I was going to ask, uh, do you all cook together ever? And how does that work with your relationship? Don't a whole lot. Let's just say Carrie that, so. said she had no member, memories of my cooking except for a lettuce wedge. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sliced in half with some of her famous ranch dressing on top. So, so it was different for me because I was the youngest of five, and so the others might, had a, lots of unhealthy. Food. So my yeah. meals were quite simple. Right. <laughs> and what, do you have anything to say about your dear beloved mother, Susan? Well, I do have a little story, and it's not really about her, though. <laughs> because as her daughter, oh my gosh, she, you know. I, I was surrounded by this amazing um, hospitality yeah. of people at all levels. And it was one of our favorite things to come for a meal at Thanksgiving or something. And just she'd always have this beautiful tablescape with fun little things for the kids and whatever. And I appreciate that so much. But in contrast, I had a friend who um, our kids were in high school together. She was a single mom. She didn't have two nickels to rub, rub together. But when I would go to her house, she would have tea. And she had her mom's tea set, and, or her own tea set. And she would just make a production of making tea. And maybe there'd be a little cookie to go with it. And I've never felt more welcomed by anybody. That's right. Because she just set the table for our time together. And that's what a lot of people are saying in their mm -hmm. stories. But 
it's the, the connection that we're really after. And well, in a lot of ways. That's, 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 that's right. Well, that's thanks right. for being hospitable to me for being here. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs>